My name's Will DeFreeze, and this is the Sunday Scaries Podcast, your cure for the Sunday blues. This week, we're answering questions from you, the listeners. If anything, is there something you look forward to on Mondays? The short answer is probably an answer you'd expect. No. While I haven't always worked traditional Monday through Friday, 9 to 5 schedules, Mondays are still Mondays. Much like there's a defined field of Sundays, Mondays kind of carry that same weight, just in a somewhat different form. I'm not sure if it's because of the responsibilities I have come Monday, or if it's because of the greater population that has to trudge back to their jobs on Monday for years, but you're conditioned from an early age to just hate Mondays. I mean, even reading Garfield in the comic section growing up perpetuated it. But with all that being said, once Monday has come and gone, there's nothing better than settling in on the couch for the night and turning your brain off to what's ever on TV. The Bachelor, Monday Night Football, or an HBO show you were just too tired to watch the night before. Maybe even treating yourself with a glass of red wine. How does your process for this podcast differ versus preparing for other podcasts you're on? Whether you discovered Sunday Scaries through word of mouth, stumbling upon it on iTunes, or through one of my other podcasts, it's well known that I'm a part of another podcast that runs three to four times a week called Circling Back. And yeah, it's a much different podcast than the one you're listening to now. In order to prepare for those episodes, it's fairly simple. I try to see which current events fit for that day's episode, I collaborate with Dylan and Dave once we get in the studio every morning, and then we sit down to record. The process for planning these episodes really couldn't be more different. For Sunday Scaries, however, it's also fairly well known that most of his content is written beforehand. When I first came up with the idea, I had one thing in mind. I wanted them to be short and digestible for Sunday afternoons. In doing that, I knew I either had to write them out or heavily edit any rambling I did in front of the microphone. Selfishly, I chose to write them out. Writing is something I used to do on a daily basis and something that's fallen off since leaving my full-time job in January. Now these episodes serve as a way to keep me pursuing that passion while also putting it into audio form. At the end of the day, one 14-minute episode of Sunday Scaries takes longer to prepare for than three episodes of Circling Back combined, but some of the prep I do for these episodes are my favorite part of the week. Hopefully it's some of yours as well. What items have you been window shopping this fall? This question carries a lot of weight, and it's mostly because I've been bookmarking things I love rather than needlessly adding them to my cart only to buy them on a whim when I'm hungover. Right now I've got three items I've been dying to buy all with cold weather in mind for obvious reasons. The first is an Aimé Leon Dor long sleeve jersey t-shirt in botanical green. While I know it's far too much to spend on a t-shirt, ALD is a brand I've loved over the last two years and a brand I enjoy supporting. And because I'm going through a green phase, this shirt is atop the list. Another is a flop neck fleece from Adsum, a New York based company that I discovered through Instagram. I love fleeces and for the longest time I've been looking for a fleece that fits more like a crew neck sweatshirt than a Patagonia button fleece that I grew up with. The beige color they offer falls in line with oatmeal season, and the wide neck collar is something I haven't seen on a men's fleece before. And finally, something a little bit more vague, just a winter jacket. I discussed this on a listener voicemail episode before, but I'm going to Scotland and England over Christmas this year. I could probably make do with the winter wear I currently own, but it's also the perfect opportunity to buy a new coat. Filson, the aforementioned Patagonia, and Arcteryx are all options, but I haven't decided quite yet. But when I do, you'll be the first to know. What are the best autumn movies? Movie consumptions on Sundays probably takes a steep nosedive once football season comes around, 
but I personally love skipping Sunday night football to watch some classic fall movies. For obvious reasons, you've got mail sticks out, probably because of the line, don't you just love New York in the fall? But also because of the 90s fall fits that Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan wear. Another is Dead Poet Society, a movie I discovered all too late in life. While I never had any desire to go to boarding school, it's fun to look at the life of these young men trying to find themselves under the playful eye of Robin Williams. The entire aesthetic of the movie resonates with fall, and I'll be damned if Dead Poet Society doesn't make you want to re-up on your rugby shirt collection. Additionally, and this is a movie that's definitely not in the same ranks as the two previously mentioned, That Awkward Moment. If you've seen the movie before, it's definitively fall and reminiscent of so many nights in my 20s. Sure, it's cheesy, and yeah, maybe a little douchey too, but it surely makes me want to relive my glory days even just for 94 minutes. What are your thoughts on starting a business on the side while working your full-time job? Simply put, I could not be more of an advocate of side hustles than I am. If your day job isn't fulfilling you, you should have zero shame in pursuing things outside of it. I did this when I started Sunday Scaries, and one of my biggest fears was that there'd be chatter behind my back that I wasn't invested in my full-time job. While I did my best not let the two intersect, I still never really faced the criticism I thought I would. In fact, most people would rather know that you're pursuing something you're passionate about rather than going home every night to hate your life. And while the creative fulfillment and extra money is a nice benefit, the absolute best part is that you're opening doors for yourself without having to revamp your resume or endlessly apply for jobs. While not all side hustles work out, it's amazing when they do. Believe me. You know that feeling you have when a package is sitting at home and you just can't wait to open it? It's the closest thing we have to Christmas these days, and it's a feeling I get every month when my package from Bespoke Post arrives. From styling groomy goods to barware, cooking tools, and outdoor gear, Box of Awesome has a carefully built collection for every part of your life, and everything arrives directly at your doorstep every single month with zero hassle. Just this past month, I received a cocktail shaker that my apartment desperately needed. No more shaking cocktails with Yeti cups and pine glasses. Now I have a cocktail shaker that I'm not embarrassed to bring out when I have people over. In the past, I've gotten everything from weekender bags to desk accessories to dop kits filled with stuff I use to this day. To get started, visit boxofawesome.com and answer a few short questions that will help them get a feel for the boxes that go best with your style. Whether you're in search of the perfect drink, a well-kept pad, or jet setting in style, Bespoke Post improves your life one box at a time. Each box goes for under 50 bucks, but has more than $70 worth of unique gear waiting inside for you. The first of each month, you'll receive an email with your box details, and you'll have five days to change colors and sizes or add extra goods to your box too. If you're not feeling that month's box, you can simply skip it. Don't wait and sign up for Box of Awesome now. To receive 20% off of your first subscription box, go to boxofawesome.com and enter code SCARIES at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, code SCARIES for 20% off your box. And yes, there's a link to this offer in the description of this episode. Now, back to some more questions. What's your favorite weekend getaway spot to unwind? I've never been a huge weekend traveler solely because I don't really love flying and driving, but over the last couple years, I've been trying to visit San Francisco as much as possible. I lived there for a brief stint when I was 22 and I truly fell in love with the city. I've never been somewhere where you can do so much in just a 10 minute drive. Amazing restaurants, drives through the Presidio, hard ciders at Chrissy Field, or even just driving across the bridge to Mill Valley or Sausalito, everything about the city just draws me in. While circumstances will probably never allow me to live there full time, I'll continue to visit as much as I can, especially as long as I have friends out there too.
what's the scariest Sunday you've ever had? I'm not sure how old I was, but I was living in northern Michigan in my mid to early 20s. It was a time in my life when I felt like I had the least control of things around me. I wasn't unhappy or anything, but I knew it was time for a change. I simply didn't really know how to enact that change. Admittedly, my coping mechanisms weren't all that healthy. We were going out a lot, as those in their mid-20s do, but I was reaching that age when my hangovers were getting worse and worse. One Sunday afternoon, when I was more hungover than I'd like to admit, I was backing my car up and I started to slide down a snowy hill. Had my car kept sliding, I would have slammed into a tree at the bottom of the ditch. I did everything I could to get myself out of the car, and the car finally stopped so I could call a tow truck. Already feeling pretty down on myself, explaining to the towing company that I'd gotten my car stuck in my own driveway wasn't exactly a proud moment. Physically and mentally, I was drained as I watched them pull my car to safety. I don't like to read into these things too much, but I wonder if seeing my car teetering on the edge was somewhat symbolic of the behavior I was beating myself up for. It probably wasn't, but the towing bill and full body hangover is enough for me to say, yep, maybe I shouldn't be going out as much as I used to be. Do you draw style inspiration from any celebrities? And if so, who? The short answer is yes, but there's a lot more to it. I think there's a big difference between being stylish and being tasteful. Stylish people follow trends, pursue those trends, and then go on to the next one. Whereas tasteful people fall into the more timeless category, something I aspire to be even though I oftentimes fail. Really, I don't consider myself to be overtly stylish. I don't take that many risks, and the clothes I wear on a daily basis are, for better or worse, pretty conservative. I hesitate to draw any direct lines between myself and anyone I draw inspiration from, but there are certain people I look out for more than others. Shia LaBeouf, Timothy Chalamet, and Jeff Goldblum. And these aren't crazy off-the-map, out-of-the-box people to follow either. I'm aware of that. More than anything, I think they have a bigger influence on men's fashion as a whole, so it makes sense to pay attention to them. But even in the case of those three, they still somewhat skew more toward the stylish than tasteful levels in some cases. But with all that being said, I also draw inspiration from women too. After all, they're the ones leading the charge when it comes to fashion as a whole, so you can see how their choices affect the choices we make today. Whether it's a street style photo I see on Tumblr or something Emily Ratajkowski or Emily Oberg put in their Instagram, the influence is always there, as it should be. What's an aesthetic you've wanted to implement into your lifestyle that you haven't yet? I should clarify before answering this question that you shouldn't just be doing things for the aesthetic, but you should actually be wanting to do these things. That being said, there's always one aesthetically pleasing hobby that somehow escapes me. Fly fishing. I've only gone fly fishing a handful of times and more or less I've enjoyed it. The solitude, the strategy, and yes, the aesthetic, they all make for what appears to be a hobby I could see myself absolutely loving. The only issue is that there's a steep learning curve, so without a surplus of money or friend in the know, it's difficult to get to the point where you're doing it yourself successfully. Will I get there eventually? Maybe. In the meantime, I'll just keep wearing the earth tones from Patagonia in hopes that people think I fly fish. In this week's final question, how do you know when the one is the one? And simply put, you just do. If you liked what you heard today, make sure to subscribe, review, or tell a friend in need about this podcast. By subscribing, you guarantee that each and every episode gets delivered directly to your phone every Sunday morning. You can also follow along on Twitter, which is at SundayScaries, and Instagram, which is at Sunday.Scaries. Or you can also follow me on both Twitter and Instagram at WillDeFreeze. And remember, always trim the wicks on your scented candles. See you next Sunday.